0: dynasty pros football channel i am pumped to have jordan reigns from idp army on with me today we're gonna to go over all kinds of idp content stick with us it's gonna be a fun hour here on the-
1: uh, you up on trades and why you moves. You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing. Racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery of the leaderboard. Quite obviously not a scrub to so start an
0: institute. Make evaluations like a commission to do. It's to the point your wife make you watch in a different room. Update your roster and pick and choose when you get some news. Not much that we enjoy more than sifting through. Sifting
1: through new statistics to make it to our end zones through different routes. Universities, institutes down to homies who
0: click in groups. I you get the stew with JT Brew. Welcome to the Stew with JT Brew. I'm Justin Taylor, your host, along with Jordan Reigns for the IDP Army. I want to do give a quick shout out to my guy Chase Baby for the intro song. One of our uh, local rappers here in Champaign, Illinois, knocked that out for me. If you get a chance, jump on his band camp and check out his albums. He's got some new stuff that he's been releasing lately. It's fire. Check him out. Chase Baby at Bandcamp. Get on there. Download a a few songs. Help out your local music artists. They can always use it. Jordan, thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. Uh, I've been looking forward to this show. You are an IDP guy like I am, and I don't know if you have the same situation as I do on podcasts where people are like, Justin, you can talk about anything you want, but don't talk about IDP. We don't play IDP here. Don't bring it up. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you're, you're used to having that happen to you. I uh, it does sometimes. Usually, people will bring me on to talk about
1: IDP. I'll talk about either. You know, I think it's the whole game of football to me. But I like talking about IDP, and I feel kind of you know. You probably feel the same way. You feel almost. It's necessary to at least give it a, a few seconds of runtime anytime you get it a chance because so many people go out of their way even before show start, like you said, to kind of marginalize it off to the side like, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. I'm like, well, maybe you won't. Maybe you don't. But that doesn't mean people don't want to hear about it. So, uh, but yeah, I love the whole game of fantasy football, but I love defense because I think it gives people especially in dynasty, like a really big edge, you know, and it just, it, it makes the game more fun. So yeah, I'm happy to be on here with you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, bringing me on to spend some time talking about IDP.
0: Yeah. Tell me, uh, you know, I got into IDP about seven, eight years ago. I got into dynasty hardcore and I was like, look at a couple of buddies. I was like, man, have you ever played IDP? They're like, what is that? I'm like, you play individual defenders, Like instead of taking the Steelers, I take TJ Watt and I take Mika Fitzpatrick and I and I play. They're like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting." So I somehow I don't know how I did it, but I somehow convinced a bunch of my buddies that were in a redraft two keeper league to jump in this monster, you know, fifty person IDP league. And everybody got in it. They were super nervous. Our first draft took like six to eight hours because I had to reset it a couple drafts, a couple rounds in because no one had IDB. And at the time we were doing beta testing on uh, my fantasy league mm-hmm. and it got screwy where it was like auctioning. We didn't, we were doing an auction and it was auctioning like 10 guys at once. And I didn't know how it happened and it got all messed up and we had to reset the whole thing. People were pissed. It was crazy. We were there forever, but you know what? Every guy that's in that league tells me now, this is my favorite league. This is my absolute favorite league. They love it. Tell me how you got in IDP and why you love it so much. Okay.
1: Well, I was kind of just, I got lucky. I mean, honestly, there's no other way to really say it. I got lucky. I started playing fantasy in 2015. The only reason I can remember that year specifically is because that was the Cam Newton MVP season and I drafted Cam. Um, So I remember that very specifically. I didn't start playing IDP until two seasons later. I had a buddy who does a show on our channel. Um, and on our podcast feed, the offensive points guys, they just hit me up guys. I went to college with and said, Hey, we need somebody for a fantasy league. It's a dynasty league. I said, okay. And at that point I hadn't been, I wasn't in any dynasty leagues. I'd only been playing redraft and I only played in like two leagues. And so they added me to this league that somebody had dropped out of. It's only a year old, I believe at this point, maybe two. So I got the team that ended up, um, being the team that had won one of the the seasons before, But it was I opened it up. and saw it was IDP League. It was a bunch of defensive players. And I was just like, oh, wow. Like, okay. And I looked at my offense. I started looking, you know, because we had a supplemental draft. I think three or four guys dropped out. So they dumped all the guys off their teams and they made us all redraft again from the franchises. So I started to do my due diligence and my research. And so I'm like, okay, like, who are the available defensive players? I had a pretty good under grasp on offensive guys. I mean there's only so many there's only so many relevant running backs and wide receivers you can really sift through before you're wasting your own time so i kind of already had a good grasp on that and it was all. so i was like okay i need to learn about these defensive guys so i started just clicking their profiles on sleeper again shout out sleeper um and i was just like doing my research i was like okay so i i think my first defensive player i drafted in there was either telvin coleman or it was miles jack and i remember both of them were jacksonville jaguars at the time the jacksonville jaguars team i was a little bit in on i, li- I like blake bortles i liked alan robinson i liked alan hearns alan hearns was one of my first guys i ever drafted or i picked him up on waivers he might have my first waiver pick ever in like 2015 anyway so i had to essentially learn so they had two run linebackers i'm still in that league to this season i actually won it this year sorry boys nice.
0: <laughs>
1: but uh um so I had to find, you know, two linebackers, I had to find two defensive linemen and I had to find two defensive backs and they have one flex. So it was seven defensive players. I think we have seven or eight offensive players. It's not super flex. So I did my research and I, you know, got some guys on my team and I started to to just I just started to learn more, you know. It's just like I just started to realize like, oh, like that guy on that's running over there like he is a person and he has a story and he has a skill set and in certain situations We're going to be the team is relying on him to do things. And my fantasy team is now doing that, too. So as somebody who had and part of my story, too, is I didn't really watch football until 2015 when I started playing fantasy. So I didn't really engage with the game, a.k.a. I wasn't really disengaging from defense as a person just playing offense and defense. Mm -hmm. I I didn't I was I didn't have any bad football watching habits because I didn't know what I was watching. Like, I literally would say I don't I'm not watching. I would say I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't know who the running back is. I don't know who the fullback is. I don't know what the defense – I don't know. I didn't know anything. But when, you ca- when I came from a place like that where I didn't have anything where I held on to, it allowed me to just soak it all in. So I was two years into fantasy. I got in this IDP league, and I was like, why – and I soaked it in. And I was like, why aren't people obsessed with this? Because we're obsessed with fantasy football. I mean, I listen to every single episode of the fantasy footballers from, like, episode 23, because that's when I found them, to, like, episode 1000. And like I listened to that, but after but at no point did they ever go further, you know what I mean? Uh People just weren't going further. And we have all this time in the offseason and we have all these conversations about the same dozen people, players. And it's just after a while, I was like, this isn't edifying to me. Like, I'm here to learn, I'm here to understand this game. Football, I don't understand. I'm here to be an, an active participant. So I just started playing IDP in that. League That season, that was 2017 or 18 when they added me in there. And I, my guy, I'm telling you this, I'm not bullshitting you. I've only joined two leagues since then. This has been five or six years ago that have not had IDP players in it because to me, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't get me high. It doesn't get me excited. After six rounds of a draft, I'm very, I mean, there's not much left for me to do. We can just put it on autopilot and I trust the consensus at this point. You know what I mean? Because I've basically already got my guy. So mm-hmm. I realized that there was a whole other game and not a whole other game, but there was a whole other level to this game that I was obsessing about and that nobody was really covering. I started covering it. I started asking questions. Why isn't IDP more popular? I don't get it. I just didn't get it. I'm like, we love, like, we are rabid about this that's happening on the field, but this is happening on the exact same field, and it's like you can't see it. It's like you got your Stevie Wonder glasses on, and it's just like, oh, that place sucks. And it's like, did you were you watching the game? Like, were you here for this? You know, but because, because you weren't emotionally tied or invested or financially tied or invested, you are selectively opting out. So I just started... You know, I just went in and I'm I'm just I just never look back.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's that's the long and short yeah, of it. Man, that <clears throat> that's I mean, that's an awesome story. How you kind of got into it. Like I said, I i had been playing, you know, keeper leagues, redraft leagues for years and years and years. And I'd run a couple leagues, commission leagues. And, you know, I I kind of got into it. I was like, I'm tired of taking all these rookies and all these young players. And then I have to give them back. When I was the guy that drafted him in round seventeen, and now they're going round two the mm-hmm. next year, and I'm pissed about it. So my first kind of dive into this was I convinced my league that we had to do keepers and we gotta do keepers in the round you drafted them in. So I was like, if I took that dude in round seventeen, I should get him in round seventeen next year. I don't care that he's going round two. I was like, I was smart enough. And Mm -hmm. then I also kept them on my roster all year. So that was kind of my lead into Dynasty. And then I'm a guy that was like, oh, I I love, I want my guys. I love my guys. I want to take my guys. And so that led me into the Dynasty. I just kind of lucked out that the very, very first Dynasty league I was in, I convinced everybody to do IDP. Because I was like, hey, if we're going to go all out, we're going to keep everybody. We're going to do a huge roster. Why are we not doing a full IDP league? And I had just got into IDP the year before I had met somebody through Scott Fishbowl 9 that was like kind of in there and they were like, hey, let's get in this league. And it was an IDP league. And I was like, okay. And what sold me on IDP? And I I always tell this story to people, they're like, why do you like IDP? But what sold me officially on IDP was the dear Darius Leonard came out for the Colts, second round pick. Everybody's ignoring him. South Carolina State, little small school, nothing. How does this guy go in the second round? I take him in every IDP league I'm in with the very last pick of the draft. Oh, very last pick of the draft. Absolutely crushes. Absolutely crushes that year. I had one league, he was the number two scorer behind Todd Gurley when Todd Gurley had his like absolute blow up yep. year. And I'm telling people they are like, oh, Todd Gurley, dude, I, I, I could, I would have won this league if I had Todd Gurley. I'm like, I had Darius Leonard. And I won the league. People are like, what? D- D- Who's Darius? I'm like, "Linebacker back for the Colts, second highest scorer in the entire league. Guy mm-hmm. absolutely crushed. And I got him with the last pick of the draft. And then that's when everybody started going, oh, I got to start paying attention to defensive players. Even the guys that were still in my IDP leagues were like, ah, I'll just pick a guy up off waivers it's not a big deal. No one wanted to draft defensive guys. I was the only guy drafting defensive players in our rookie draft. And everybody's like, oh, I got to start like getting on this. And then the, the, that's when I was sold. I was like, man, if you do a little research, you go off the beaten path a bit, you can win with a totally different strategy. And I I love fantasy football because I love football in general. I grew up loving football, playing football, coaching football. I was a defensive coordinator in high school. So I'm like, I want to give the defensive guys some love. And I'm like, I'm sold. You do not have to have Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes. You don't have to have that guy on your team to win. You, if you get all these other defensive guys or studs and you can have a different strategy, you can win. And I love the strategy of fancy football. And like, we were talking a little bit before the show, that's what I love. And then that what you love, I mean, the strategy of doing it, not going, hey, well, I just got to pick this guy because he's the eighth-rate rate guy, and so mm-hmm. I got to pick eight, and so I got to take him.
1: Yep. Like you said there, I love what you said about you don't have to build your team around the, the three top offensive players. Like, you didn't get Todd Gurley. Okay, but you got a player later in the draft who was able to negate those points from Todd Gurley the week that you played against him. You know, half, most of the people in your league didn't get Todd Gurley and most of the people in your league are not going to get the players that do really, really well. Nobody's going to get all of them. But when you have more players available to you on both sides of the ball, you're able, like you said, to build a roster that can compete with the other team's roster. Maybe I don't have, and then my first experience was that was probably, I think it was my first or second year and it was like during the Antonio Brown hot streak, which I'm a Steelers fan, but I hate Antonio Brown. And I have no
0: problem saying that
1: he's a douche. I am same way. I, um, you know, I love but, the
0: player Antonio Brown, but yes, he, uh, just, he's a he a kills me now. Yeah.
1: Uh, but I, that year I had Martavis Bryant. Uh, I think I drafted him seventh, eighth, ninth round, whatever. He and I'll never forget this. The guy I was playing, and those was like my first league, and he was talking all this shit about how Antonio Brown was going to toast me and blah, 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 blah. And I've been watching the Steelers. I've been watching Martavis Brown. I was like, he's just he puts up basically as many fantasy points as him. So he had Antonio Brown, his wide receiver one spot. And I'll never forget this because, again, this is those early fantasy days. And I had Martavis down the flex. And I was like, fuck that shit. So I'm sorry. I hope I can swear on this. But I moved Martavis up into my wide receiver one spot just so we could see the points head to head when the week was over. Martavis Bryant outscored Antonio Brown that week. And I just remember the feeling of, like, this game is more than what these guys that are playing it think it is. Like, they, they think they won because they had Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown is just a, a vehicle to get you some points, my guy. And the guy I had, who you think, and maybe he was not as good as Antonio Brown, relative goodness is irrelevant in fantasy. All that matters is how many yards, catches, touchdowns he had that week. And when it went head to head that week, I won with a guy who was less than somebody else's guy. And so that, like you said, right there made me realize like, okay, like there are exploitable edges in this game because so many people are just playing it in a different mindset you know they, they they don't i don't think sometimes i think people forget like the, the goal is to win you
0: mm-hmm. know what i mean
1: like it's yeah. not to have a good looking team it's not to you know chase a dopamine hit necessarily kind of is but it's to win you know and it, it's and i just remember that so vividly and just being like okay like in this game that so many people do and love there are still so many people that don't fundamentally get what's kind of happening here and are just sort of locked into these takes or ideas or concepts of what is right or what is wrong. And if I can, and I'm not, I'm fine being a fool, you know, if that's what the world needs for a moment. But if my foolishness, you know, means that I'm wise down the road, you know what I mean? I'm willing to take that hit now and it's served me well in the fantasy football arena. Um, And I was made a fool by, you know, adopting some of the more prominent strategies you know um and i I learned okay it's better to be a little bit ahead of the curve even if it doesn't uh uh, garner you the respect that you think that you deserve um those titles those titles do all the talking
0: for me well and and, and you may bring a good point i'm going to bring up a a slight story that kind of goes along with that i don't know if you ever played in a yahoo league i i Not nothing against Yahoo, but I've I've never been a huge Yahoo league fan, but I was in a league, Mm -hmm. Yahoo league. And, you know, these always do the grades after the draft. And, you know, everybody be like, well, I I, I basically won this league. I got an A. (laughs) I'm like, well, we got to play the football season. And I'm laughing because when you brought up Cam Newton, I waited, 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 waited on QB, took Cam Newton, his NFL MVP year, I took him like I mean late. I just piled up. I think my first three picks were wide receivers. When of course this was uh, back in the day when you had to take all running backs. I took all wide receivers instead. I, then I took running backs. Then I took Cam Newton in like the eighth or ninth round. And people were just like, "You're an I idiot." A, I think I got a C or a C plus. Yeah. From Yahoo, and they were just like, "Oh, you look real weak at running." You're back. a moron.
1: Your quarterback,
0: I mean, uh, Cam Newton, You just hated it. And then uh, I win the league. I mean, going away, I win the league. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, how's about that C plus? It wasn't even I hard. Champ- yeah. And it wasn't
1: even hard.
0: That's the thing too. It's like fantasy
1: football is getting easier as more and more the echoes get reverberate deeper and deeper into the, the proverbial, I guess, uh, atmosphere of the culture. It's, it's crazy. You know what I mean? Like now. Like now people were people got burned so bad on Lamar that now even when he's trending down, they can't stop drafting him in the third round. Part of the reason he helped people win back in the day when he actually did that was because you got him in the eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th round. And on top of that, he had the best season of his career. So now you're going to draft him seven, eight, nine rounds sooner. And he's already got his best days in the rearview mirror. That doesn't make sense. Okay, it doesn't make sense. Now, and if, if your league mates want to do that, and you just it's it's an edge. It's like okay, well I'll just go I'll just reverberate to what we used to say: late round tight end, late round quarterback, because nobody's doing that now, which means it's falling. Oh, and by the way, like the late round running well quarterback model was designed around finding running quarterbacks, and it's funny now that now that we know that now the late round model is about finding passing quarterbacks. Like the the whole. <laughs> Yeah, cornerstone strategy of what we do when i started playing that was the absolute truth and was right is now wrong you know what i mean so what does that mean it means things things move things shift there's waves there's different ways to take advantage of things so i i uh, you know offensively that that that's a, a few examples but we have some defensive examples of kind of those narratives that people can exploit too we were talking about before we came on
0: yeah, let's get in, let's get in a little bit of the IDP talk. You know, th- again, this is one of the things when people ask me why I like IDP, why do I play IDP? You know, I think the biggest reason people don't play is people say, "Well, I don't know anything about defense. I don't know anything about those players." I'm like, "Don't you watch football?" Do-? I mean, I understand maybe you could you could make an excuse maybe five, six, seven, eight years ago. But there's all kinds of content out there. IDP Army, you know, Dynasty Pros. We have rankings out there. We have all kinds of shows, you know, with IDP in mind to tell you mm-hmm. like how to kind of look at that strategy. And the reason I love IDP, like I said, not only just because I like individual defensive players, I like those players, and I think they should get credited for being the player that they are. And you should get credit for having that stud on your team, not mm-hmm. just the entire defense. But I, I just love that you can go a totally different route, a totally different strategy, and you can still win. It, it doesn't come down to I had the number one pick in my draft and I got the best offensive player, so I'm going to win the league, which even people still think that that happens, and that doesn't happen 99% of the time. It still doesn't work. Mm. But like the fact that you can go in and you can take that defender around before everybody else does, or you can wait late and grab guys – uh, I, we were just talking about beforehand. I The team that won one of my IDP leagues last year, if you looked at that roster on paper, you were like, there's no way that team won. I mean, you're probably like, that team barely made the playoffs. But his IDP guys were through the roof, and the guy that had the best record that lost had an incredible offense, but not a very good defense. And it came down to the playoffs, and his defensive guys didn't score anything, and the other guys' defensive guys went off, and he won the league. And that's why I love IDP. It just blows out conventional strategy, just blows it out of the water and gives all kinds of different builds an mm-hmm. option. And I love that facet of it.
1: Yeah. It's like, you know, I always c- compare it to like chess or, you know, poker. It's like, it's like playing chess with, you know, without IDP. It's like you put a line down the middle of the board and you just scrape away half of the players. You know, it doesn't make any sense. It's like playing poker with only, you know, the hearts and the spades. You know, it's like, sure, we can build we can we can still have, you know, two pairs like that can happen. But like nobody like that's it. Like that's that's it. Nobody can trump that. But when you add more options, you give more outs, you have more draws, more plays. It allows your mind. It allows your your ability to think and to be creative and strategize and, and enjoyment too and engagement. You know, um, it just it, it it makes the whole game. It just adds another dimension to it that is weird. It's very odd to me that it's not. It's very odd to me that so many people are not like going out of their way to push it, because we know that the NFL is a multi-billion-dollar industry. And we know that fantasy sports is, I don't know how many, I don't know if it's hit the billions yet, but it's millions of millions of dollars. Um, And that's just NFL. And there's only engaging like, and most of those people, most are only engaging with half of the available players to engage with. So when you start doing that, and even from a purely gross, disgusting capitalistic standpoint, like there's money left on the table for everybody. So even from and I'm more of a social person where it's just like, just do it because it's the right thing to do. Even from that point of view, I'm like, can't you, you know, can't you bloodhounds for that dollar see that there's money just sitting here and all you got to do is talk about it and, you will go into your pocket if you choose to be the one to do that. But they just don't. I don't I don't understand it. It's kind of weird at this point, but I really think that it can be circled back to. Feelings of insecurity. If you sit on a podcast, or you have a fantasy channel, or you work for football guys, or DLF, or Dynasty Nerds, or the Ballers, or wherever it is, and you're six, seven, eight years into your fantasy football NFL coverage career, and you can't name the second linebacker on the Browns, that's gonna make you look bad. You know what I mean? Not even mm-hmm. from a fantasy point of view, but just like what are like where are you, what how, what's your research process look like? How do you actually uh? uh do you know what's going on on this field? You know, and it, it would put a lot of people at jeopardy to lose credibility. And that's honestly, honestly, why I think a lot of people marginalize it, because there's no pressure to engage it. And there's no no one's challenging them to to really bring it forward. They can continue to not do it, not learn, not engage. Um, and I think it's just a level of insecurity because we can feel very comfort, comfortable in our takes on offensive players because everyone has the same offensive player takes, you know, and we can just ride on the coattails of whoever did the research. There's not a lot of research happening on defense. So there's a lot more work to be done and you got to put your yourself on the line and there's not many people putting themselves on the line. So if it goes bad, you don't, are no one to look at, but you. And if it goes good, not many people are going to be out here cheering for you because again, there's just not many people doing it. So it's just a very strange sort of phenomena within the, fantasy sports and NFL subculture and media conglomerate to me
0: yeah I mean, I think you make really good points there because I, I feel like that every time I talk IDP with someone who's in a lot of leagues have played forever that seems to be the take without saying that's the take they just want they, they don't want to admit they it. just they don't know it. anything about defense and they don't want to have to pay attention to it and so then that's their well, like, well, I don't time, out, play, time out.
1: I hate to interrupt you, but look, just go back. Anybody watching this, go back to the last four or five years. Aaron Donald. Why is his name constantly brought up by everybody? Because it's a safe oasis in the darkness of defense that they don't understand that they can latch on to and say, here are some pressures and it came from PFF. Therefore, I am credible. And just look at it. It's like they're they've disengaged from everything else, and they've held on to that. I think it's actually funny that he's kind of phasing out of the league because I'm curious to see. It's 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 forcing people to realize like nobody's really actually engaging in defense. Like it's it's kind of crazy that nobody can really critically think about and produce meaningful commentary on. Like it's been so redundant, and that's been so okay. Just it's, it, it's, it's just interesting. Just watch. Pay attention, y'all. The, the, the reason his name was has been invoked so heavily the last few years. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I, I, I It just actually reminds me of a tweet I saw this morning where someone put Jalen Petrie up in his picture on the fantasy side, and they're like, this guy was one of the top 10 fantasy scores last year, and he still doesn't have his picture on the page. He still has a blank gray man screen. He's like, really like we can't even get this guy's picture on there's the no fantasy pressure. website
1: it's there's no pressure the people pressuring him i saw that tweet too oh well <laughs> click his profile Always oh, he's only got a thousand followers there's no social pressure to listen to anything yep. that person says
0: yeah it, it, i just i'm like yeah it's like it just, ah, it just cracks me up oh let's let's get into <laughs> a let's get into a little conversation that you know is uncomfortable for most people but me and you we've talked about this a little bit I love being a ranking IDP players. And again, because like you said, this, this goes right into what you just talked about. There's not that many people out there doing it. It's a very, very small group of people. It's kind of an echo chamber of like, people are nervous to prop up a guy that no one else is propping up. So they don't look bad. And so we get into these rankings. And part of the reason we talk about this and I'll be you know blatantly honest to everybody on DLF, I'm one of the IDP rankers on DLF. I'm new there. I'm one of the the new guys doing IDP stuff. And the reason this conversation came up is because when I was doing my rankings, I'm going through and I'm looking at my leagues and I'm going, where do these guys score? Where did they score last year? And when I do my rankings, would I take this guy over that guy if I was drafting right now? That's how I look at my rankings. So if you go on a DLF and you look at Justin T's rankings, That's how I rank my guys. And, you know, we had a conversation where one of the editors was like, man, you're like way higher and way lower than everyone else on these other players. And I started the conversation like, well, why is everybody really high on that guy? Or why is no one in on this defensive back that scored top 10 or 15 last year?
1: The last three years in a row.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So I was like, why is that reason? And I think, you know, me and you, I'll let you kind of say you're the thing. But, you know, there's been a tendency where it's like you have to take defensive end linebacker scores points. But because it scores points, it's not quite worth as much. And defensive backs are interchangeable and you have to go get a defensive tackle regardless of he how much the the defensive tackles are actually scoring. You have to have an elite one. Tell me why you because I me and you, I think are on the same page on this. Tell me why you do not. Agree with that strategy or those rankings at all?
1: The reality is, I don't trust the oh, 90% of the guys that do what you and I do talk about IDP. I mean, that's just a flat out truth because I do do my own research and my own rankings and my own uh, studies, you know, and look at the data and I'll find things that blatantly contradict what these guys say. And I'll present it to them in an argument and they just don't listen. They don't care. Because they'd never really been challenged to produce anything but proof that what they're kind of saying is true. Um, I don't understand it at all. Again, it's, it's, it's psychological. You know what I mean? It's not based or rooted in any real reality on the numbers that we have. We have so many years of data to kind of like show that some of these concepts are antiquated and they don't really work. And I'll and I'll and I'm gonna give you a perfect example similar to yours. Like I used to work at Dynasty Nerds, and this is a real thing that happened. Um, I mean, I don't work there anymore, and this is part of the reason I left. I had I think I had uh Jonathan Abram ranked as like defensive back, like 25 in Dynasty, and all the other guys there had him in their top six or seven. And I got in trouble because my he wasn't high enough, and I was messing up their little dynasty GM or whatever they were doing. And I was like, And they told me you need to move him higher up. And I said, no, those guys need to critically think and move him down. And I was just like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not, I don't care that all these guys say that he's better than he is. I don't trust them. You know what I mean? Like, if that's where they landed, it looks like they landed there based on listening to each other. And not doing any research and the more and more i looked into the fantasy community i saw that or idp community i saw that happening with players like abram it's all happening with players like aaron donald where people were drafting him i was in a league with sigmund bloom three or four years ago but some other idp people that were experts and he took aaron donald in the first round of a of a both-sided draft and i was like that is fundamentally stupid Like it's not, I mean, that's wrong. And Aaron Donald had a terrible year. His team didn't do good. But like in the chat, the guys were like, oh, you know, what's a crazy good idea. Oh, trying to be different. Oh, blah, blah, justifying it. And I was like, like, it's like the, it's like the tale of the emperor's new clothes. I was like, no, that was a bad pick. And the fact that we're going to, that somebody in a place of authority is going to do that. And then we're going to admonish that is not good. Like, why can't we just say that? Um, But, and when you, and, and, and it's just tough, you know, whenever you're the only person that will call a spade a spade. Um, but I'm going to keep calling a spade a spade, you know, And because I, I want people to play IDP fantasy. Because what happens when things like that happen is people do play IDP and they do do these things they see these guys doing and they lose and they don't have fun. They draft all uh-huh. these late round, you know, super late round sleeper guys that don't do shit. They're players they've never heard of. Draft TJ Watt. Get the extra point one point per snap. It's worth it. You know what I mean? It is. Um, it, it just is. Uh, and, you know, and it's just it's just wild that, that the amount of research and the amount of poorly presented, poorly researched content um, on the defensive side of the ball in places of authority within the fantasy community is just is just accepted. Um, so that's why I moved away. You know, I stepped outside of the the fantasy football industrial media complex. And I said, I'm gonna make my own podcast, I'm gonna do my own YouTube channel, and I'm gonna help people win. And that's what I've been doing. And a lot of people we beat are the people that be paying 50, 60, 70, 80 dollars a year to get dog shit.
0: Yeah, it's I feel like IDP right now, and this is why I think people don't trust and don't want to get in it, because it's a lot of name recognition. Like you're saying, it's a lot of name recognition, like an Aaron Donald, where you guess he's a great player he's had some awesome years. If your league plays defensive tackles, like, yeah, he's going to give you advantage of defensive tackle, but not a big enough advantage to take him first round, you know? And so, and I, and I think, you know, sometimes I go back and I look at these rankings and I'm like, why is this guy ranked, you know, top 10? Why is he top 15? And you look at his stats, you're like, has he ever finished top fifteen? Has he ever finished top 20? And you're like, he actually has it, but people like his name. Oh and he gets Talk about on ESPN.
1: That Go look at Fred Warner, y'all. Go look at Fred Warner, y'all. That dude never had a top 12 season in his life in dy- in fantasy football. Ever. Ever. He's been in the league, what, six, seven years? And I bet you every person not named me and probably you got him in their top 12 in Dynasty. And I might have floated him up to 12 in the offseason this year just when I was like a little unsure of some guys. Yeah. But if you do the research, which I've done, I've got tweets up on it, too. He's never finished as a top 12 player, but he's been consistently ranked by people who claim to know what they're doing in the top 12. So, again, as somebody, a consumer that comes in and you draft Aaron Donald early because everybody loves him and you draft Fred Warner early and then you get guys that are DL twos and linebacker twos and you were told they were ones. That's not going to, you can't process that. You can't strategize around that. You've just been given poor information, presented poorly. You feel stupid. You don't feel equipped to win or engage, so you leave. And it's just a poor stewardship of the format, honestly, recently. But uh, like you said, it's just, you can win. Do your research. And you
0: see these things, and you're like, oh, all right, bet. Yeah, I've got, I just looked at my rankings to see where I had more. I got them at 18 right now. and I And it took me... I actually just moved him in the top 20 recently. And I was like, yeah, I felt like that was like a little high. Now, do I like him as a player? Do I think he's good? Yes. But fantasy purpose again, that's why I think the issue is like people don't trust the rankings because they're like, do you like that guy? Or like, where's this fantasy production been? And are you going to take that guy over this guy? And that's why I look at it, I think, maybe differently than some other people who rank I'm trying to rank a guy like, am I going to draft that guy over this guy? And if I am, then why is he behind him in the lineup? Why is he, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, you know, we've talked about this. Sometimes it takes a little while for fantasy and other areas to get caught up. Sometimes people are a couple years behind on how they're ranking or playing. And now there's a lot more data out there and you're seeing a lot more things. So people are getting caught up. I feel like we're in that IDP vacuum of where, we're still thinking about guys three years ago, and when he put up that 16 sack season in 2019, 2020, and we're still ranking guys on that as opposed to going, well, he's been hurt for two straight years. He hasn't put up a you know a double digit sack season in four seasons. Why is that guy still top thirty?
1: Yeah. It's you know, a, it's,
0: it's, so I think, and then it's psychological. And then, like you said, yeah, and then and then you're like, yeah, it is. It's like that, and then you go, well, now people don't trust your rankings because you're like, well, that guy sucked. You told me to yeah. take him, and,
1: and then and then again, it's and if I'm getting these rankings that are bad, and now I don't trust from the moral or authority within the fantasy space, whatever shield you may be representing or you know ranking for whoever this person is that puts out this trash. Then you just look at IDP in general and say, oh, that they don't have their shit figured out. And they're right. You know, it is unfortunate that so many people just choose to just continue to be okay with the status quo not being okay.
0: So, what do you Yeah, do it, it, it's, it's, it's like, you know, so we, we obviously, as we're talking here, we obviously have some, uh, some work to do on the IDP side of things. And that's why me and you keep pushing it so hard. Yeah. I think uh, on Twitter and other spaces, because we want people to like IDP and we want it to be feel like it's not so scary, but yeah. these, and that's why we're bringing up these issues that I think are legit issues for people that want to get an IDP and things we got to work as a community to fix exactly so that, so that it feels, you know, easier for people to get into and a little bit more friendly uh, on that side of things, uh, which I think is key. But, but again it's fantasy football and you never know what guy's gonna get hurt guys have good seasons they have bad seasons for some reason it's it's allowed in offense but it's not allowed on the defensive side and it, it reminds me i'll give a little analogy and this might be a little off for some people but i i own restaurants and bars and i always give the analogy that you'll go to mcdonald's 10 times and they'll mess up your order nine out of ten times and you know what you complain about it, but you still go back to McDonald's in the morning. You go to a local-owned restaurant, and they mess up your order one time out of the two times you go there, you never go again. And I feel like that's how it is with offense and IDP. You'll wow. keep going back to that same guy on offense, even though he, he's he got hurt or he had a bad year, but everybody keeps saying he's good, I'm going to keep doing it. You get you get, you get know laid out by a guy on IDP, a Shaq Leonard who gets hurt, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm totally out on him. He missed a year. I, I, it's done. I'm done with it. Mm. And I feel like that's where we're at in IDP. There's like people just want to banish guys if they have one bad season, or you know maybe they just don't put up the the, the total points that they did the year before, and people are just totally out on them. Like, oh, I'm never doing yeah. that again. Oh, I knew I hated IDP, but the same thing will happen in a in a redraft league, and they're still playing redraft every yeah, season exactly. without a doubt.
1: I'm like and I'm like they're like, Oh, I don't understand IDP. And I'm like, You don't understand offense. I play fantasy football with you. You know, I mean, I've played with you before. Doesn't I mean you're still trying? Like, what does that mean? (laughs) You're not even good at what you say you're good at.
0: You might be a prodigy at defense. We'll never Yeah, it's like you've never won our our redraft league, but you're scared (laughs) to get in the IDP league? That you know, is like Yeah. It's the information
1: they feel and again because there's so much information, they feel ready and they feel equipped. And because all the information echoes itself on offense, and I mean offense has the same problems defense has, honestly. I mean, the the problem the the reality is that you can you can sift through it a little bit more and there's more people. There are some people that do combat it, but defensive side of the ball is it's in a tough spot, you know. I, I always I always just tell people, you know, one, just just engage with me, us, you know, just ask. And be ask, and when you ask for a fan IDP and fantasy advice, just like pressure people, say I want to know what your actual opinion is. Like I don't want to hear any, well, this maybe that, or I hate it when guys like just kind of tell me what I already know. When I ask, I'm like, no, I just I get all that. What would you do? Like I want your opinion because that's the X factor. I have all the information you have. You know what I mean? Like that's nothing special. I want to know now that it's filtered through your brain and your perspective, where would you land? Because that's not always going to be the same place for everybody. And it shouldn't, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, once you start breaking down IDP and you look at it like you would doing an offensive dynasty league, I think you see a lot of the same parallels. They're just at different positions. Yep. So I, I, I it's like you look at the aging linebacker, it reminds me of the old bell cow running back. So you get those running backs that are 27, 28, everybody in dynasty's out on them cuz they're like, "Oh, how many years they have left? This is where they fall off a cliff." And you get the mm-hmm. same thing on defense. So you're going like, "Oh, well, okay, how many years do I got left of CJ Mosley? How many years left is, you know, Wagner going to be a stud?" DeMarco you know, when Davis. you look at, you know, when you look at those things, and I think it just comes down to value. You're like, "Okay, so I want the guy he's still putting up points. Mm-hmm. The guys, you know, they're not dead." But it's like, but you're like, oh, do I want to draft him really early in a startup because they are 31 or 32? Probably not. But can I get him like mid to late rounds and that guy win my league for me? Absolutely. And I think it's the same thing. You just you just got to make the parallels. Do I can I get that mid that running back? You know, can I get a James Connor in the eighth or tenth round because people are out on the Cardinals and they think he's kind of getting old and what? But it, mm-hmm. is he a guy that ends up winning your league for you possibly? because you got him at great value late. And I think that's how IDP can work in a lot of situations. Because it's the same thing. Everybody wants a young, new rookie. Everybody wants Micah Parsons. Mm -hmm. You know, did Micah Parsons finish top 30 last year? Depending on your league, he wasn't that high. I'm looking at one of my leagues right now. He finished 28th. He finished .1 point behind Cody Barton. And I can guarantee you a lot of people... Didn't have Cody Barton
1: very aren't high
0: on Cody Barton this year. I yeah. saw somebody drop him in a league. And I'm like, You just dropped Cody Barton? What are you doing? Because, you yeah, because
1: the, the name brand isn't attached to him. You're right, exactly. but the points are still there.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, and it's, so, again, do I want Cody Barton in the you know 18th or 19th or 20th round of a, of a, a startup as opposed to taking Micah Parsons in the fifth or sixth? It just depends on your strategy. I mean, it's it's not that I hate Micah Parsons. I think he's a really talented football player. But again, it comes down to fantasy. You're trying to win. Again, it's like taking a QB on a bad team. Is he winning real-life games? Maybe not. Is he winning you fantasy leagues? Is exactly. he throwing the ball all over the place? Exactly. Yes.
1: There's another thing that happens in in IDP, which is weird too. And fantasy in general is like people talk about how good a player is as if it means anything at all for fantasy. Irrelevant. Doesn't mean anything. You get no get any points for a double win pass rush grade. You don't get any points for you don't get any points for being better than anybody. You get points for producing plays on the NFL field. How do you do that? By playing snaps. It's a numbers game. Okay. So it's like when we're drafting, it's funny to me, like you draft a DL one. The next player that you draft a DL is probably gonna be in a DL2, DL3 range. Like you just have to remember, like you're building a team. So get a strong one, get a, a strong two, maybe somebody with upside for your three. No, you can't. It's, it's infeasible to just get a super powered person at every single position. But so many people want to do that, you know? And like, well, like, Oh, well, I want to win this team with two linebacker ones or whatever. It's like, you only, you need one, one, you need a two. Like Fred Warner should be drafted and he should be on every fantasy team. He's great as a linebacker too. And like understanding that instead of having him in your linebacker one spot, and then the guy you draft as your linebacker two is actually a three. That's kind of where the fundamentals go. It's like like you said, nobody's going to win you every single week. But an old running back, I mean, if you play him two or three weeks of the season and you win, he helped you win. Those were points you didn't have. Oh, you can just get those points on the waiver. I mean, yeah, there's millions of players on the waiver. How do you know before the week goes who's going to score? You never know. Those mm-hmm. all the players we expect to score are on teams already. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it it does matter building your your defensive team. That's why that's why I'm actually one of my big things is I hear a lot of guys say they punt defense. And I think that's the worst thing you can do. Because what ends up happening is what the good players that get taken by sharps, then the names that are also good players, they're gone. So now here you are unaware, you haven't done your research, and now you're trying to to snipe, you know, who's gonna maybe be a one or a two. And the ones and twos are gone and you're completely incapable. But, you know, Joe Blow down the street said, well, you know, I'll just stream every position and I'll just punt defense. I can get a lot. I'll just draft Cody Barton late. What happens when the guy right in front of you takes Cody Barton in the 18th round? I mean, your whole strategy goes out the window. You know what I mean? You can't count on those things. You have to build a fantasy football team. So, you know, at a certain point in every draft, you have to say, okay, Is it worth having a fourth wide receiver on my team, DeAndre Hopkins? Or maybe should I add a linebacker one at this point? You know, a guy who's going to be in my lineup, hopefully 16 weeks of the season and hopefully put up meaningful production. Or am I going to take a fancy name, Odell Beckham Jr. And as a a guy who I might flex four times in the season, he'll probably let me down two of them. You know what I mean? It's just like, You're still drafting a fantasy team like you guys on your bench. Doesn't matter how big their name is. Doesn't matter how good they are. They don't help you win. Quincy Williams is the guy I always point to for this. Like nobody ever talks about Quincy Williams on defense. He's a linebacker for the Jets. Dude's an IDP powerhouse, a defensive linebacker, IDP powerhouse. He doesn't play every single week. So, you know, I think he's played 13 games of the last three or four seasons. So his end-of-season numbers are always in that linebacker 2-3 range. We'll go look where everybody's got him ranked. Linebacker 2-3 range. You go to his points per game, points per snap, I mean, he's, he's up there. I mean, he might be a top three points per snap linebacker in the NFL right now. But because of extenuating circumstances and end-of-season data regurgitation, he will fall. So if you know how to identify that, you can go get it. But um, if you're not ready to do that, just take CJ Mosley. Just do what you know. You yep. know, get your linebacker one. You know, after you get your yep. wide receiver two, maybe start building out your team. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and that's that's what I always just tell people. It's like don't punt defense. When I see guys say that, I always go out of my way to be like, that is a bad. Assuming that you are in a well formatted IDP league, that is a terrible thing to do because half of your yeah, team can be it, shit. Like how can you justify exactly. having half of
0: a team be shit? <laughs> well, it, it, this is a, you know, anybody looking to start an IDP league, you know, I'll I'll jump on that point. My first IDP league that I started and commissioned myself, I had the IDP scoring way too low. And there were certain teams that felt like that was a viable option. I'll just waiver wire every week. I'll have just the minimum amount of guys I have to have on my roster and I'll just pick up guys every week and I was like, well this isn't what we're going for. I you know, defense should matter. If we're playing the guys, they should matter. And so I had to make an executive decision. I said, we're changing the scoring. We're upping the defensive scoring because these guys should matter. They shouldn't be uh oh well, it's this guy is what is he 1 point different than that guy? So I'm like, I'll just go to the waiver every week. And we and we made that change and it's been quite a few years since we made that change and we I've seen the teams that keep winning have adjusted to that strategy going oh i need to start drafting rookies Correct. in like the 3rd or 4th round of our rookie draft as opposed to not drafting any and just getting guys on the waiver in the offseason. Mm-hmm. and those teams are winning and the teams that haven't adapted that were the waiver wire teams they're like well, i don't like the scoring this is, <laughs> this, is, this is this is why do we do this deep do you play- counts too much i'm like we're in an idp league they should count like what are you talking about if it doesn't count if you my get- team sucks
1: that's i'll translate yeah my team sucks
0: <laughs> i i i've ignored defense for four straight years yeah. and now i'm mad that defense counts and i can't win because my defense sucks so yeah. it's like but perfect exactly the, also to, to piggyback on what you said is i've had a I I co-own a lot of teams with like friends and people. You know I'm in so many leagues. I like having a co-owner. I just like you mm-hmm. know the interaction of like talking about our strategy. But I'll have to remind them. I'm like, hey, that like fourth wide receiver on our team that's a basically a flex. Why are we not going DN or linebacker before that guy? Like that this guy we're gonna play every week. That guy is a flex play for us, and he's the last offensive starter we're probably starting. So if he scores 10 points, we'll be happy with it because he's our last guy. We need this defensive player that's going to score 15, 18, have a shot to have huge weeks and score 25, 30 and win us a week. And it's like getting that mindset out to people is hard.
1: It is. hard.
0: It's hard to go, well, that linebacker two is way more important than my wide receiver four.
1: And it's so tough because it's not, we're not even just telling this to people. We're What we're saying is going to contradict things that you, whoever's listening to this have probably heard from people at places like PL, DFF or uh, PFF at, you know, football guys, at DLF, at Dinosaurs. These are things that people that you may have heard, these are direct contradictions to what you may think is right. But just trust me, trust us when we say that, you know, that, This this is this is what you should probably be trying to adapt to, you know, these sort of I don't know what the right word is. These just prefab boxed answers. If you go back and look at some of these fantasy IDP analysts, they've been saying the exact same stuff for like seven, eight, nine years. Like fantasy football now today is not what it was five years ago. The game adjusts in DFS, in redraft anywhere. The only thing that remains unchanged in fantasy football is the ballers. Love them to death. They're the only constant because the game is moving. The game is swirling. The game is expanding. The game is iterating, you know, um, and IDP for whatever reason is just seems to be left. Uh, just these the, these conversations that can't get pat, can't get over itself because of the certain people that have been put in certain places that, I mean, basically just keep it where it's at and it's unfortunate, but as more people like us, put out good content good strategy and we you know people see our guys winning that's one thing i love is the guys in my leagues they'll be like oh guys in my league we're talking shit you know on our discord and they'll be like but i won this league and they're like asking me where i get my info and i'm telling them you and i'm like yeah i mean that's exactly that's what's going to be the difference maker is as more people who listen to us win these leagues they're going to start realizing that you know you have to get that information and those strategies that actually make a difference. And sometimes you don't know something's not going to work till you try it and it doesn't work. I mean, that's <laughs> I've had plenty of drafts where, yep. you know, the best strategy I ever thought, you know, all high and mighty, it just goes to shit, you know. And that helped me adjust. I don't keep saying that strategy
0: works now, you know. I agree with you. And you got you got to be able to to adjust. You got to be able to try some different things sometimes. Sometimes you got to try to be ahead of the curve. And sometimes when you're ahead of the curve, you it blows up in your face sometimes. But you got to be well, that, that one didn't work. And they'll be like, my bad. I thought, I tried it. I, I looked at it. I thought it was going to work. It didn't work. Uh, something else I want to talk to as we're getting late in the show here, uh, I just want to bring up for those IDP people, what do you think MLF finally went in and adjusted defensive positions? People been, you know, some of the old school guys in IDP have really pushed, you know, as the league has changed and so many more teams as an old school Steelers guy like you are, like I am where you have that 3-4 defense where your outside linebacker is basically a rush end in a lot of circumstances. They've gone in and made some adjustments to that where a guy like T.J. Watt used to be a linebacker is now considered a defensive end in that format. I just kind of want to get – I've really pushed for this edge. I've I've jumped on board because I'm like, hey, an outside linebacker and a 3-4 and a defensive end and a 4-3 is basically the same guy. So they should be playing the same position. I love that they finally have made a move to this. I was actually trying to push it in a bunch of my DP leagues, like we should create an edge position for this reason. I had tons of fight back. People did not want to do it in my leagues. And I don't know. I think it was just they weren't sure. They, don't even, they, they don't even know why. They didn't know why. They just were like, oh, I don't understand. But they made that change. What do you think about the change? I'm actually for it. I want to see what you think about the adjustments there. I, I don't
1: have a real take, honestly. I mean, mm-hmm. my take is if we want people to play IDP, we have to make it palatable. The most palatable way for an idiot like me to understand defense, again, I didn't understand football. Like you saying, you know, 3-4, stand-up outside linebacker. These are all things I've learned in the last three, four years. When I started playing IDP, I was like, there are three levels. There's the guys on the line of scrimmage. There's the guys that stand behind them. And there's the guys that stand behind them. And my third playing on Sleeper, that's how they set it up for me. They said, here are the defensive backs, so the furthest away. Here are the linebackers, they're in the middle. Here are the defensive line players. And Sleeper is kind enough to split the positions. Defensive line, they'll put outside linebackers on the defensive line. That makes sense. That's what I like. That's what I default to. The problems and issues that seem to have been plaguing, it's not even problems or issues. It's just the, the – I don't even know what the right words, the hesitancy of MFL to make a a stand, like to actually say, I have no interest in making fantasy football as closely related to football on the field. That's, that's That's a fun thing to say. Let's set up a little nonprofit organization. Let's do a little whatever. We can do that. But if we want fantasy football to continue to grow, we have to. Put the create a product that the people want and the people like, you know what I mean? And it's taken years for them to finally make this edge thing happen, but it's been being pushed and talked about for years. So it's just slow going for me. And the reality is, I have played in one league on MFL, and that's because my homie Gary Davenport, who is the dude who runs all that stuff over there, invited me Uh to it. I don't like MFL. I have, I mean, I don't have like real qualms with them, but it's like I don't play fantasy football on my laptop. Okay. Like I don't do that. I don't interface and I don't care how customizable it is. I don't care. I want to play in a structured fantasy football league that makes sense. You know what I mean? I have no interest in all this other stuff that seems to be whatever the whole subculture of MFL is. And that's yeah. and that's just is what it is. If you want to play mm-hmm. there and you want to do that shit, that's fine. But that's not that's not what I do and that's not really what I make content about and that's not the people that I serve. And I've kind of made that kind of my my overall, just like what I say when this conversation comes up is like, I don't give a shit. You know, I see these guys on Twitter having these impassioned conversations about stand up linebacker three four, this outside that look at this PFF alignment. I don't care. I do not care at all. I play on sleeper because I'm a pleb, I guess, <laughs> where we have a guy on the on the line. We have a guy back here and we have a guy on the other side of him. It's like a sandwich. All right. And guess what? The best part of the sandwich is the middle part. Oh wow, an easy analogy. Linebackers, draft them; they'll save your team. You know, I mean, it's like it's just why we have to make it so complicated.
0: Uh
1: And I I understand some people want to feel self-important and they want to feel smart, and that's great. If you want to do that over there on MFL, I encourage you to do that. Just stop trying to fucking act like you're better than everybody, and stop pissing on everybody's head over here. That's trying to. Bring in the masses, the people who aren't as good as you, you know, people that don't know what we're talking about. And that was the thing, too. It would have been very easy for me to be alienated by the IDP community if I am not, if I wasn't the person I kind of am, because, you know, they're not overly helpful. You know, they they, they aren't overly instructive. It's just kind of like, well, do whatever you want, you know, just have fun. And I'm like, I'm not trying to have fun. I'm trying to win. Like, how do I win? Do you guys know how to win? Nobody here knows how to win. Okay, then I guess I got to start doing this. So, <laughs>
0: Well, the, you know, Gary Davenport, like you brought up, he was a guy that really pushed for this. I actually like it for the fact that I just think it is more user-friendly for people trying to get into it's ID. It's overdo. And, and, and that's what I like. I mean, you go to the – my thing is, like, when you go to the NFL draft, you're watching the NFL draft, and you're seeing guys listed as edge. Like that's their listing when they're getting drafted. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we're drafting a position that's called edge. Basically. Why is IDP not caught up to that? Why are you not going like, okay, this guy's an edge guy. However you want to designate him in another way. So I love the sleeper on the other side for anybody who doesn't know or isn't IDP into that stuff. Sleepers now made it like a D line slash linebacker position. Where you can play a guy like a TJ Watt or a, a Joey Bosa, you can play that guy on D line or linebacker. You know, you, you can do either, which I like. And I said, any for me, for me, anything that makes it easier for people and want and makes it where people want to get into involved more is great. You know, I'm an old school football coach, so I remember like I I'm technical, but a lot of people aren't, and I can remember that a lot of people are like like you said, like I don't. I don't, I don't give a shit. crap if the guys in a three four or a four three. I don't care. I don't okay. care what that is. And my biggest complaint, you know, just to get technical about it, my biggest complaint was I hated when a guy went from defensive end to outside linebacker just because they got a def- different defensive coordinator. Because yeah. then I'm like, I'm like, oh well, my team. I had eight DNs last year. Yeah. Five linebackers. Now I have. 12 linebackers and four defensive yep. ends. And I'm like, what the hell now I got to go get all these. Other- so that was my biggest thing about it was I was like, I, the, the guy's position shouldn't change just because I got a different, mm. a defensive coordinator, and a scheme changed. So that's why I like it. That's, that's my reasoning. For I, I like it, it. That it, one.
1: If I, I kind of went on a rant there, but I mean, like overall, I think it's a, a huge net positive, you know, but again, why are they doing that? They're only doing that because the pressure has been applied sleeper, Three or four years ago, everybody that was on that guy's post the other day on Twitter, I'm sure you saw, that was dunking on Sleeper. Three years ago, it was the opposite. People hated Sleeper. I know that for a fact. You probably do, too. Everybody was Mm -hmm. all over MFLs you-know-what. That's. But now, the pressure has changed. Like Now more people are playing Dynasty on Sleeper. It's the number one Dynasty platform. So how are they setting things up? One, two, three levels on defense. Last year. Who, who, who heard the felt the pressure coming ESPN, you know, they made the edge position. They listen. So guess what? Now the pressure has finally pushed its way down into the MFL sphere where it's been bubbling this whole time, basically. Uh-huh. Um, and they've kind of made that move. I just, it, it's, it's a, a little too late. You know what I mean? It's good. It's right. I think the consistency that it's going to give people from MFL ESPN D and sleeper, Is what we want, you know, I don't you shouldn't have if you if you'd go onto those on any offensive player, they're the same position, they do the same thing. It's not fair and it doesn't make sense that that's not true on defense and it makes it so hard to kind of explain and articulate and create content and strategy around these players that we're talking about in these positions because they are not they're not respected. You know what I mean? Like people, but the fact that we're so people are be so willy nilly and feel they can change this. And that just tells you that they don't respect the game of IDP itself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, 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 and again, like I said, I'm more of a, I always call myself like a, a a bit of like a social anarchist because it's like, I feel like sometimes the, the needs to happen, you know, you got to tear down the establishment to kind of push forward the, the right things, you know, and it just, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. But- and, so, and I just have gotten on, sleeper with some idp leagues recently before that all my idp leagues were on mfl but i i feel like sleepers made huge ends on the idp side and they've listened to people who complain saying like hey why don't you split these positions up why don't you do this and they've they've actually you know really been i thought really good about listening to, to changes and making changes in a fairly quick manner which i you know i understand the complaints about mfl sometimes where it's like they just are so slow to make any kind of change whatsoever to anything. So it, it is tough. And, and like I said, uh, you know, for people these days, again, you and me, if you don't sit in front of a computer all day, it's hard to be on MFL because you got to get online. You got to know what, Oh yeah. Stuff is, is not updated very well. The The app doesn't work great. The app now is way better than it was two years ago, but it's still not great where and, you know, I don't know how you are. All the guys in my leagues are like, I'm never in front of a computer, man. I need to be able to get in, change my lineup, do it easy, make a trade quick. And that's where Sleeper, I think, has, has really taken over the market mm-hmm. is because it's so user-friendly it's consumer, on your phone.
1: It's consumer first. Yep. And MFL is not cons- truly consumer first. Mm-hmm. They kind of are, but the consumers that they're servicing – are not the ones who are growing this industry, so yeah. that's why they're kind of where they are. Um, you know, and
0: anytime innovation gets in there, I, I be. I mean, I'll be the first to say, man, I was an ESPN guy diehard for years. I had every league I ran. Commission was on ESPN, and I. It took a lot of talking my league mates into moving these leagues to sleeper. And I'm telling you what when i moved them i didn't have one person complain about it once we moved no they they bitched and moaned but once it got moved they're like oh you're right this is a lot easier oh this is user friendly oh like i'm not getting updates on my phone that are like five days old from espn that aren't up to date And, and and i was like guys i was like i was the biggest espn stand of all time forever i mean People, anyone knows me. I grew up wanting to be on Sports Center, wanting to work for ESPN. So I mean, I was like, "Oh, ESPN, ESPN." Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I'm like, guys, like these are better leagues. They're you know they're user friendly. And then yep. in every league I moved, people were people are like, "You are right. You can mock draft. I can check the scoring easily. I can look at past leagues. I can easily check stuff that Everything. isn't easable and, and the biggest thing, if you're a commissioner. This was my always my biggest complaint with ESPN. I could not do ninety eight percent of the commissioner stuff unless I was on a laptop. Like yeah. literally, if I went to the commission button on the app, it would not let me do anything but invite people or delete people. I couldn't do anything else. And I, you know, I run bars and restaurants. I have my I have a computer out a lot of the time, but I'm like I'm running around. I need to be like somebody's like, hey, can you like push that trade through? And I'm like. Yeah. Let me get my laptop out. Let me turn it on. Let me get to the page because it won't let me just do it from my phone, which is so annoying. So, again, I think the more this stuff comes out and the more it gets out there, and I I think sometimes the hard part is for for guys like you and me who are in fantasy, we're in this space, we forget about some of the guys who aren't really into it huge Mm are only in one league one home league or two or three leagues and they don't, they're not part of this conversation. They don't see this stuff. I mean, yeah, I remember bringing up sleeper to people thinking like, Oh, you guys don't sleeper. They're like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you're and right. I, I was
0: like, Oh, I forgot. You guys are like literally in this league. You don't yeah, you're literally in this, this one league.
1: fantasy league.
0: So they're like, what are you even talking about? I'm yeah. like, dude, don't you on you know? Twitter play. talking about Sleeper and MFL? They're like, what are you even talking about? Yeah, uh, They're like, I've never played on any league that's not Yahoo or ESPN. NFL, I didn't even They're like, NFL. I didn't even know there were other like fantasy sites. Yep. Like, no freaking clue. So – Again, I like sometimes I have to bring myself back to earth and be like, oh, okay, I, you know, I'm a little out there compared to most yeah, people. We're, as far we're, as we're on is.
1: the cutting edge of the fantasy uh, platform and playing uh, industry uh, edge, I guess is what you would say.
0: <laughs> I will try to wrap things up here as I see we're past the hour mark. And I told you we'd try to keep it in an hour. I know we're getting a crazy talk here. Uh, give me kind of your final thoughts, IDP, why people should give it a shot. And also let them know kind of where they can find you if you're, you're thinking about IDP, trying to get some resources, let them know where they can, uh, you know, either look you up on Twitter, where they can find you on uh, YouTube, all that other stuff.
1: Yeah, well, I know after you all sat through an hour of that really great sales pitch to play IDP, you're all probably chomping at the bit to join as many IDP leagues as you can because they sound wonderful, but they really are. Okay, um, you know, we are we're 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 just frustrated, grumpy old men, I guess you could say. Um, you know, and we're trying to make a change, but it's it's just it's it's what you already do if you play fantasy football. It's literally what you already do, except now instead of actively disengaging from half of the players on the field on every single snap, you're given the opportunity to enjoy them all and engage with them all and draft some of those players and add it to the thing that you're already doing, fantasy football. So, I mean, like that, to me, that's the ultimate sales pitch is if you love fantasy football, there isn't a world where you don't like IDP if you play it properly. So every time I see somebody dog IDP, I'm like, I wish I'd have got here sooner because they probably got stuck in some little tackle only you know fantasy pros lineup scoring thing and it was and they probably played with two idp players and they're probably never going to go back because it was a nightmare and that sounds like a nightmare you know and why is that because some people who may or may not remain nameless choose to perpetuate this idea that you can just do whatever you want on defense and just have fun and that's the ultimate goal is just to just everybody just do it no create structure teach people how to win strategize and research these players understand what they're seeing and they're going to have more fun engaging in what they're already doing um and i love helping people get there so nobody helped me really get here which kind of sucks but i'm having a lot of fun helping people get there so come play idp y'all and you can find us we're on youtube we're on a uh, podcast, just search the IDP ar- Army or Offensive Points or Dynasty Defenders, any of those three keywords, you'll be able to find us.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it, Jordan. I think you. Thanks for coming on, man. It was a great conversation, IDP. Like I said, check him out on IDP Army, all that stuff. You can search it up. Also, uh, DynastyProsFootball.com. We've got all kinds of IDP info. Uh, Bob, our, our head guy, Bob Miller, runs an IDP show. You can j- jump on there and check him out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JT orange. I will answer your IDP questions as I know. Jordan will you jump on there and ask him anything about that. Uh, I play everything. Like I tell people all the time. So not just IDP though. I love it. I play in every type of league. So check me out there. Uh, check out any of my IDP articles and rankings on the DLF. Um, And just i appreciate you coming on man i love to have an i you know i don't know that many guys that play idp so i always love having idp conversations
1: yeah i think you know i i would love to come back on and have an and do another show where we dive a little bit more into the the quantitative analysis of uh idp we kind of we kind of talked about the kind of the overall sort of IDP qualitative stuff like the scene, the culture of it, you know, kind of the 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 nature of the game itself and kind of what's going on over there. But I would love to come back on, you know, if you'll have me and maybe break down some of the the the, the plays, you know, the tackles, the sacks, you know, some of the the past deflections, kind of what teams or what positions to look for certain plays that can maybe give you an edge over other people, etc. We'll, I would be happy to come back and uh do that if you would have me.
0: Absolutely. I think that'd be a great show for people kind of now that we've kind of set the base for, <laughs> for what to, to look for in IDP, like going through and seeing like kind of the guys we look for, uh, how we pick players. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I always talk about scoring because that's the biggest thing that throws people off in IDP is there's no set scoring system. So a lot of times people are scared by that. But I always, always talk about. There's not really a set scoring and offensive side. I mean, every league I'm in has a different scoring system. Mm-hmm. So just because the scoring's a little different doesn't mean you shouldn't get in there and try it out. And and I I love I love the fact that every scoring system is a little bit different. It changes strategy, does all that. But yeah, I'd love to have you back on. We can kind of talk more individual players, those types of things, what we're looking for. I think it'd be great as we get closer to the season. And especially, you know, yeah. anybody who's, you know starting it up getting in their first idp or if, even if you're in an idp league let's look at guys you're trying to trade for Looks maybe like guys you made a move all that kind of good moves I, I i love that idea
1: yeah would love to thanks for having me man appreciate it
0: yeah absolutely hey everybody thanks for joining us here on the stew with jt brew i'm jt thanks jordan again for coming on with us may all your draft picks hit and the trading never quit we'll check you guys next time thanks
1: uh you up on trades and why you move you ain't designed to lose find you jumping over seemingly nothing racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch can drop release we started with the mock draft and now we making a -a rockery